The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, my next two guests took off on the adventure of a lifetime when they rode out from New York City along the Hudson, heading for the Atlantic Ocean with the west coast of Ireland and Galway in particular in their sights. Man versus Ocean will air on RT tomorrow night at 9.35 and those two fearless explorers are joining me. With me in studio is Fergus Farrell. Uh, Gussie, good morning and welcome. Morning. And joining us from Australia is Damien Brown. Damien, good morning and welcome or good evening evening. Good morning, Pat. Uh, nice to talk to you again. Now, uh, this was an extraordinary project to undertake. And I'll go to you first, Damien, because you were intent on breaking a record. What was that record? So um, the North Atlantic from North America to Europe has been attempted about 80 times and 18 of those have been by pairs and the very first pair to ever own ocean were two Norwegians and they made it across in 55 days, 13 hours, uh, Harbo and Samuelson. Uh, and it was 126 years ago. So that was the record we had set our sights on to break that, uh, the very first ocean row and uh, historic record. Now, uh, you're a committed adventurer. I think you did, what, five of the seven peaks and the Marathon du Sable and all sorts of uh, of things. Um, so how did you decide on your rowing partner? Well, me and Gussie have been friends for uh, since we were 17 years old. Um, we played rugby against each other for years and then Gussie joined uh, Goegians RFC, which was my club, and we were kind of the two youngest in the senior squad and you know we became firm friends very very quickly and um you know we suppose we both went on separate journeys there into our adult lives Uh, i was lucky enough to play professional rugby but then we kind of i suppose reconnected later in life like in our kind of mid-30s and you know um gussie had this um don't want to you know speak for the guy but he had his uh this kind of um traumatic accident which I'm sure he's going to tell everyone about. And, you know, I was, I played a bit role in um, observing his recovery from that and just giving him a few tips, especially in his kind of strength and conditioning when he was an outpatient from the NRH and just seeing the the values he embodied through that journey, it was clear to me that he was somebody I could rely on and he showed a bit of interest as well in coming on the adventure. So I was like, Pose the question to him. Yeah, and he said yes. Now, uh, Gossie, tell us about that traumatic accident you had because you thought at one point you would not walk again. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, it was a very simple accident. Um, I was just lifting a bench in uh, my yard and um, in an instant I ruptured my T9, T10 and T11 and uh, the T10 uh, leaked into my spinal cord and ruptured that up to 90%. So I was instantly paralysed from my waist down and um, I was rushed up to the Matter Hospital to the spinal unit to get an operation done uh, as soon as possible. And um, just afterwards then I was just told that if I got moved within 72 hours, I had a 5% chance of um, of uh, getting some sort of movement yeah. or power back. Um, but after 72 hours, if I didn't, there was zero chance. Yeah. And I got no movement after 72 hours. But uh, thankfully, 21 days later, um, I moved my big... Your big toe. Up. Yeah, yeah. So and you uh, knew there was some connectivity. 
Yeah. All the way down to your toe. Exactly, yeah. Now, you eventually obviously got to walk again. You walked across Ireland, in fact. <laughs> it wasn't just walking. Uh, yeah. You decided to walk the, the, the width of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I after I got with the Inner H, which was an amazing place, I, I fell into a very, very um, deep and dark place because uh, I realised I was still massively disabled. Um, I was barely able to get in and out of my house because I was still wheelchair-bound, really. Uh, I could walk like 20, 30 metres max. And... Um, Ultimately, I've seen people, things being done around me that I should have been able to do, but I wasn't able to do anymore. So I went from the euphoria of having beaten the prediction of not being able to walk again to then fall into this manic depression. Yeah. And, uh, with, and I, was, I found out that um, when I was in um, the psychiatric ward for uh, seven days, I was in there when I got clear, clarity and went at your lowest ebbs. And I discovered that it was challenges that really bent me and really helped me focus the mind. And when I was in that psychiatric ward, now and bear in mind, I could barely walk around the little courtyard that was in it, like 20 or 30 metres. I'd have to fall, I'd either fall over, I'd have to rest. And I said to myself, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk across the country uh, from the place the accident happened to the NRH to, yeah. to uh, I suppose, uh, celebrate uh, and to create a challenge. That's what I did. And that's what you did. Yeah. And uh, there is some footage in, in the programme and you still have a slight limp when you're doing that walk. Oh, um, yeah. so, so it wasn't pain-free, shall we say? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> when I got to Bannon Slow on the first day, uh, I had serious, you know, serious thoughts about whether I'd be able to get up the next mm. day and go again. But I did. And, and you got right and, yeah. and, and became strong again. Yeah. So uh, then this invitation from Damien to do this mad thing, yeah. trying to beat the record across the Atlantic, rowing from New York to Galway, uh, what was the first thing that came into your head when he suggested it to you? Well, I, I, I didn't even hesitate. Um, you didn't hesitate? No, I said, uh, yeah, Demo, I'm, I'm in. Um, but the thing was, obviously, you know, uh, at that stage I felt uh, like a person, I just wanted to show people that, you know, if you push yourself hard, if you keep focused and you keep driven, um, that anything's, impo- like, like anything's possible. Yeah. Now, there was one wrinkle in this whole mad plan. Uh, Damien, you live in Brisbane, Australia, and mm. Gussie lives in Galway. So <laughs> the the coordination of training must have been a bit of a problem. Well, I I displaced my whole family to come back to um, Ireland for six months in the run-up to, so just before Christmas, uh, 2021 in the run-up to a May departure from New York. Um, <laughs> we lasted uh, about three months in the wet uh, winter of uh, West of Ireland, which I'm you know, pretty uh, used to, but uh, the rest of the family didn't uh, take much to it. So we had a three-month period there, myself and Gussie, where um, we got to train together. We had our own kind of makeshift training gym in uh in gussie's place in atten Roy. so that's where we based ourselves out of well, unfortunately um we had to come back here to australia it was just you know the best thing for family so but uh yeah then there was just a little bit of it was it was let's be honest it was much more difficult to um to kind of keep the momentum going that was needed but we managed we managed to kind of connect that last three months right to yeah. we met in new york now, again now you you have this magnificent boat uh, which is specially designed for uh, rowing across the atlantic and it's got to be provisioned and so on and this documentary is kind of it's very upfront because the two of you are in new york 
Um, it's a bit tetchy on the dockside because you're loading up the boat for what will be maybe 55 days at best. Uh, it could be a lot longer if it turns out you've run into bad weather. If you beat the record, 55 days. But you've got to put all the provisions, the food, the equipment in. So um, here's a, a little clip appropriately bleeped of the two of you on the dockside and on the boat. That's not how we come to them. How do you know what's in the other lockers? How much okay, do you know about that? I, I packed the thing. Will you listen to me, man? I'm only giving you my opinion and my suggestions. That's all, Damon. Okay? Okay? If you so, can't just take an opinion and suggestion, that's fine. I won't no, give you my opinion. You're showing me fing attitude, man, about the whole fing work I put in last I'm, night. You listen to me. I know fing what I put in. I know how I did it. Is this the way it's going to be, Damon? It was must it? be, yeah. But is this the way it's been all along? So no, it has been. It has. So have you got an issue? Do you want to have it out? I don't want to have, have it out. I'm just giving What's my issue. I'm giving you my opinion. Has it been like but this all along? But you don't take my it? opinion at all. Has it been like this all along? It has been in certain aspects. Okay, yeah. come on, let's have it out. So, what's wrong? <laughs> it's a wonder you got started at all, Damien. Yeah, yeah. There was a. <laughs> it was one of those. It was one of those straws that broke the camel's back. You know, I think there was so much pressure on us in New York. I mean, we were, we were a little bit um, behind the eight ball in in kind of been. You know, there's so much that goes into an ocean row, and it's all genuinely um, life. Um, threatening or life-saving, you know, and in the preparation period. So we were a little bit, dis- not disorganized, just behind the eight ball because of our situation with me being in Australia and the boat and all that. So there was this huge amount of pressure in New York trying to get us sourced all these last bits and pieces and get the boat ready. And, you know, it was a bit of indecision or sorry, uncertainty around the start window. So I think it just all boiled over in that moment. We were, we were feeling it big time. Now, Gussie, your, your team uh, had plotted the route and the idea was to catch the Gulf Stream and and use it. Yeah, so um, we discussed like there was uh, three major parts to, to, to the to crossing. Is uh, one of the hardest parts is to no, there's no easy part by the yeah. way. Um, but one of the hardest parts got to get uh, out away from New York and out into the Gulf Stream because of the, you have the Labrador current coming down. We go through a small bit of the Grand Banks. Um, and and then, bear in mind, you are rowing. I mean, this yeah. is not a sailboat; it's manpower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're, you're. Where I think in that first uh, week or two, we were only rowing at maybe one point five, two knots per 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 hour. Um, Demo now would know better about that. Uh, but then you get into the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream then starts bringing you towards. If you can manage to stay in the Gulf Stream, that is, yeah. uh, starts bringing you towards uh, Ireland, and the water is a little bit warmer yeah. and. Um, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. Now, one of the things that gave me goosebumps watching uh, the programme, because I had the opportunity to watch it last night, and it kept me gripped all the way through. And I'm not going to spoil it, because, I mean, if we start recounting some of the things that happened, it may spoil it for the, the viewer. But watching you guys row out of New York City, passing by the Statue of Liberty, I mean, it gave me goosebumps just to, to see you guys doing that. Yeah, like for me, like I'm internally grateful to Damien for having me on the on the challenge, you know, and that's something that can never be taken away is that moment we're rowing out. Now, bear in mind, the two of us were exhausted because we hadn't slept, I think, for about, I'd say, nearly 48 hours at this stage because um, we had to, um, a few things didn't work out as planned. And uh, so we're rowing out on the Hudson, 
Manhattan in the skyline behind us and like man it's 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 a memory that you can never take away and it's but it's but so knowing what lies ahead mm. uh, you know so many thousands of miles of ocean and you've got to catch the wave as it were of the gulf stream and and uh, give you yeah. a dig out to get across yeah strangely enough i never really how to say um thought of that you know, as in, I didn't let myself think about it because I think I, if I did, I would probably have got full of, mm. of anxiety. Basically, you took it one stroke at a time. I was trying to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly now, it, yeah. Now, Damien, you uh, would be, you know, more uh, familiar with some of these challenges than, than Gussie would be. Um, the idea of sharing a boat with someone, even as good a friend as Gussie was, that presents its own challenges. An ocean rowing boat is like 6.2 meters long and it has one cabin where you live basically in when you're not rowing and and that's about two meters long. Uh, neither Gussie or I are small men. So when you're both in it, which happens because on the North Atlantic, there's a lot of um, adverse winds and adverse currents um, and you can't row into them and you just have to hunker down. Um, so that means you both have to get into that cabin and remember now it's summer in North America. So it's about 30 degrees outside. When you close those cabin hatches and the two, you crawl in there and you're stuck to each other, you're, you're literally on top of each other. It's about 42 or three degrees in there and you have to try and sleep one person's feet in the other person's face, it is extraordinarily uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sure Gussie will grow in on this one, excuse the point. You, you had not been no expecting fun. the humidity that uh, in that uh, cabin. No, I didn't. Definitely not. It was a um, massive um, thing for me to deal with. Um, I don't deal with heat good at all, um, so I don't. So, yeah... It, it, the humidity and the heat was something yeah. where I was trying to rest. I just couldn't, um, I couldn't switch yeah. off because of it. Now, there was a certain urgency and you, you were making very good progress uh, in terms of your target because you'd, you'd mapped it out where we have to reach by what uh, point, what day and so on. Um, but sometimes it would require the two of you rowing just to get the speed. And other times you might be asleep and Damien might be rowing and vice versa. Um, it's... Uh, such a difficult environment that you created for yourselves. Yeah, like um, the as I said, we, we we told the world we were going out and we we're going to try and break this world record, and that's what we did. Uh, we went out, and that boat never met, stopped moving. We made sure that we put every time we were on the oars, we we're putting in our, our best effort. Um, there was nothing simple. Um, there was it was it was it was a grind every day, every day. <laughs> I don't want to, as I say, preempt the, the narrative of the documentary. It is absolutely brilliant. I mean, I would advise everyone to, to, to watch it. But uh, I'd ask you, Gussie, uh, before I go back to Damien, are you now a landlubber for life after? Uh, firmly so, yes. <laughs> firmly so. Yeah, okay. Firmly so. Uh, <laughs> and, sorry and, to and say. <laughs> Damien, I know um, watching the documentary and, you know, your relationship with uh, your wife and child and how tested that is by your various adventures, are you uh, staying in the antipodes for the foreseeable or have you already more adventures planned? Um, I don't have much planned, you know. I, I just... Um I don't think it's the time or the place. I just had a, we have a three month old here at home and a two and a half year old. So I'm staying um, firmly um, feet on ground, no high mountains or no oceans for, for the foreseeable. 
Uh, all right. Because uh, part of the, the narrative is about how difficult it is to reconnect with family. And we were talking about this earlier with a war photographer, a photojournalist uh, earlier about when you're off in a, a, in a war zone, then coming back and trying to reconnect with family. That uh, for you, the same kind of challenges occur if, you know, you've got to rekindle relationships and so on. Yeah, it is very difficult. You know, um, the year before this adventure, I went to Mount Everest and uh, we learned a lot through that experience, you know, 10 weeks away from home and tried to put in place some um, some processes, you know, that could at least help guard the connection. You know, you're yeah. never going to grow it, but it's kind of fight, trying to fight for every inch of keeping as much of it as you have. Because, you know, I will, I didn't expect to be four months at sea, you know. <laughs> we thought we might be 55, 56 days. So, you know, I did a lot around that with yeah. letters. Now, and Damien, I didn't I didn't expect you to give the spoilers. <laughs> I, I, was, yeah. I was trying to avoid it. Anyway, it's a terrific program. 9.35 tomorrow uh, on RTE. It's called Man vs. Ocean and the two participants, Damien Brown and Fergus Gussie Farrell. Thank you both very much for joining us on the programme. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.